What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we will jump into some updates. You know, as we, you know, we are doing our off-season program where we do a recap of every team. But once in a while, we will have to take a break to catch everyone up to what has been going on in the baseball world. So heading over to Oakland, the A's have hired Mark Kotze as their new manager. So who is Mark Kotze? Some of you might remember him, but it's going to be his first managerial stint ever. So he spent 2021 as the A's third base coach. But Kotze is a longtime MLB outfielder. Some of you might remember him from, I want to say, like a decade ago, which is when his career was coming to an end. Um, but he was really most well-known you know, in the in the early two thousands ish, he appeared for seven. He appeared with seven different organizations in his career, and that included two separate stints with the Padres and four years with the A's, two thousand four two thousand seven with the A's, and that stretch with the A's actually was one of the better stretches of his career, and his first year with Oakland. He hit 314 with 370 on base and 459 slugging. That was one of the best seasons of his career. And he's coming back. He's coming back to manage the team that, that he played so well for. But, you know, Mark Kotze, he's really not that far removed from hanging up his spikes. Um, like I said, he retired about a decade ago. It was even less than that. It was 2013, after 16 years in the big leagues. But... Everyone has to do that at some point, and he's found, a, not a front office, sorry, he's found a managerial job now after after being a bit of a bench coach. But basically, the A's lost their manager this past offseason because, not because they fired him or anything, but because he found a better job. Bob Melvin was the manager of the A's for a long time, and he has generally been regarded as one of the better managers around the league. And all of a sudden, you know, we just found out one day in early November that he was going to the San Diego Padres. So, he, I mean, he began job hunting like anyone in, in any other industry would, and he found another job, and that, that was that. So all of a sudden, the A's didn't have a manager, even though they had a really good one for several years. So, yeah, now it's going to be Mark Cote. We'll see what he can do at the major league level. He's Like I said, he's never managed at any level professionally, but he's long been seen as a pretty viable candidate, and... Now he's going to get his chance to do so. But, you know, the A's have the kind of roster that they've always had. It's going to be a, a cheap roster, but talented one. And his first order of business is going to be to figure out how to nail down his coaching staff. And then after that, you know, you have to operate under tight budget constraints. Yes, you get your coach, you get your hitting coach, your pitching coach, all the guys you like. But now it's like, okay, my roster, we have tight payroll constraints. Um... Are we going to trade key players? You know, what are, what am I going to do if that happens? You know, who do I want to give extended looks in spring training in case we lose some key players? And I'll, I want to know, like, oh, which prospects are ready. But, you know, you have the, the main guys, Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, Chris Bassett, Sean Maniah, and Frankie Montes. These are the main names, but, you know, some of these guys could be traded. And, I mean, it, you're, you're, you're talking about a team in Oakland that is so cheap that some of the reports indicated that part of the reason why they lost Bob Melvin is because they didn't want to pay him $4 million in salary. 
So if, if you're that cheap and, and a $4 million salary for your manager, a guy who's been manager of the year, is, is tipping the scales too much, then that goes to show you that no one's safe in Oakland. Nobody is safe. Anybody who's making above a certain amount of money is going to be under scrutiny and, and they can get moved. So, yeah, that's <laughs> that's definitely something you consider. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what happens in Oakland. I mean, it's probably going to be a tough challenge for a first-year manager, but Oakland has seen a lot of success in recent years, and I guess we'll, that'll be put to the test this coming season. And we'll find out you know, how much of a difference it makes not having Bob Melvin around. Obviously, Kate will get his chance to put his name on things, but we shall see. We'll see exactly what goes on there. If we head out to the Far East, so the Korean Baseball Organization has signed longtime big league starter Ivan Nova. Remember him? Yep, right-handed pitcher Ivan Nova. It's a $900,000 guarantee. Could top out at $1 million if he reaches all incentives. Keep in mind, the maximum amount of money allowed for a first-year foreign-born player is $1 million. So that's why oftentimes when we, we hear these contracts, like $1 million, $1 million, well, that's the max they can get in their first year. But Ivan Nova, you know, we, we, we last saw him in 2020 with the Tigers where he made just four starts. But obviously he's over the hill at this point. I mean, he turns 35 next month. But the fact that he's even able to get this deal in Korea, I'm sure, is is very good for him. So that's that's good for him. So here's a player that whose, whose name I, I came across. I didn't even realize had a pretty solid season. I mean, I saw him around, but I'm talking about Josh Harrison. So Josh Harrison, the utility man, Josh Harrison, he started last year with the Nationals, and he had a very strong stretch with the Nats. In 90 games with Washington, he put up a 120 weighted runs created plus. He was really good, and then he got traded over to Oakland in that fire sale that the Nationals had when they traded everyone, and he was not so hot, not so great with Oakland, but overall on the season, he still put up 2.1 wins above replacement, according to baseball reference, and a 106 OPS plus. So that's above average. He put up an above average season with the bat. So teams are interested in him because you're getting an above average bat, and you're also getting a guy whose skill set can be deployed all over the field. I mean, he started games at six positions last year, second base, shortstop, third base, and all three outfield spots. I mean, the bulk of his work did come at second and third, but this is a guy who can play all over the field. So that's definitely an attractive candidate to fill needs when you look around the league. So teams are interested in him, and he's he has received offers. He actually he had offers before the lockout, which is what we're hearing now. He obviously hasn't signed yet, but you know he's 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 making some noise. So he's probably gonna when you have offers on the table that puts you in a position of leverage, and. He's going to choose what he feels is best for him. But that's going to be a name to watch once we come out of the lockout. And, um, yeah, we'll see what he can do. But he's always been a strong hitter in his career, always. Um, and a low strikeout rate also definitely enables him to hit for a solid batting average. And teams are definitely going to want to key in on that. But defensive versatility plus a knack for barreling the ball, that's what makes Josh Harrison so valuable. So we'll see where he goes. But in other news, Mariners first baseman Evan White has fully recovered from the season-ending left, left hip surgery he had in mid-July. He has begun some baseball activities. 
So even though he is returning to full health, that's a great thing. There's definitely a lot of question about how productive he's going to be next year. Because he's actually already been leapfrogged on a depth chart by Ty France. Ty France kind of stole that job last year. And he, Ty France looks to be their regular first baseman following a really good season in 2021. But Evan White is actually under contract through at least 2025, thanks to you know that, that extension he signed before he even made a major league uh, appearance. But And he does have a gold glove under his belt in 2020. But he's going to have to be far more productive offensively to earn everyday playing time. And some people in the organization definitely feel that he could benefit for, from some more time at AAA. And he still does have all three minor league option years remaining. So he definitely could be down in AAA. Because, I mean, last year, actually, if you look over his career, he's a 165 hitter over 360, sorry, over 306 career plate appearances in the big leagues. And he's 25. So don't be surprised to see him in AAA to begin the year in 2022. So, yeah, that is where we stand for now. Those are the updates. want to get everyone kind of updated. We'll do that every once in a while as we march through this lockout, as we march through this offseason. But that's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.